Hello and welcome back to The Psychology of Your 20s, the podcast where we discuss some of the big life changes and transitions of our 20s and what they mean for our psychology. So welcome back. This is part two of my episode with Claudia. Hello. (laughs) Um, I'm hoping you guys have listened to part one. So basically part one is us kind of talking about our experiences, particular Claudia's experience um, a few years back Mm -hmm. with someone who is disgusting. Yeah. We hate him. But um, yeah, we thought we'd kind of break it into two parts to give proper kind of time to each component yeah both talking about our personal experiences and then also the psychology behind it as its own separate thing so we can really kind of dive into that question yeah. that we asked and also obviously it was a question that we both yeah had as we mentioned at the end of the last episode um why did we get caught up in these yeah why do we keep going back as a question i did have as I, for years yeah um and that's why i ended up doing my honest thesis yeah on it. Pretty yeah. much. I wanted to know, like, what kind of people get involved with these people? Why do some people have mm. these horrid stories? And why do some people have healthy relationship after healthy relationship? Yeah. Big but question. Th- big question. So that's why we want to delve into yeah. the science. The science. Some of, of the science behind it. Well, that's the thing. Um, Particularly, it's like, I think I look at my some of my relationships and I'm like, wow, like, uh, like, <laughs> how, how did I not learn? Like, how yeah. come I don't learn? But... Um, I think first we're going to give like a bit of a profile of this type of person. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we kind of did say, you know, two people can be toxic for each other, but not toxic apart. Yes. Um, but there is a specific type of person who is more likely to kind of be abusive mm-hmm. or be a bad partner. Do you want to kind of give some of what yeah. you would say are parts of this profile, both yeah. from a clinical sense and just interpersonally? Yeah, well, I would say, so there are three different main personality types mm-hmm. called the dark triad. Yeah. Um, it's narcissism, Machiavellianism, and psychopathy. Now these it's subclinical narcissism and subclinical psychopathy. Mm-hmm. We're not we're not talking about people in jails right now or anything. Yeah. It's kind of in the normal population, which is kind of what we've experienced. So what's clinical versus subclinical? So clinical yeah. psychopath is someone who is being diagnosed. It's very yeah. hard, obviously, to get people like this. There's probably a lot of clinical psychopaths really yeah. inside you, but they're ones incarcerated essentially. Yeah. They're ones that have been done the assessment and they're probably in jail for something very bad. Yeah. Um, and same with narcissism, but like extreme narcissism is just psychopathy. Well, it's really so interestingly, it's really hard to diagnose because they don't actually recognize there as being anything wrong. Of course wrong. not, no. They're the so... personality types that, first of all, they don't think there's anything wrong with them. Yeah. They think it's other people. And mm. also, for that reason, they'd never present to therapy. No. Like they will never. So it's only really very, when very they rare. get caught. Like yeah. they're extreme psychopaths that mm. might murder or whatever. The ones that get caught for crimes are the mm. only ones we really have that kind of yeah. clinical. So that's why they say subclinical. We're yeah. dealing with people in the population yeah. that haven't been diagnosed, but, but it's obviously a personality showing yeah. these very clear signs. But yeah. the one out of the three who is the most likely to, of the dark, of the dark, of the dark triad, triad yeah. um, is narcissists and just narcissism. Mm. And obviously it's growing. It's getting more common as well. Mm. Not sure if it's just more prevalent because of social media or whatever, yeah. or it's just being like seen more because of the whole phenomenons yeah. with... I guess, yeah, a lot of social media. Well, now we can diagnose it as well, I think. Which is why it's, like, becoming more prevalent because we can actually recognise it. Yes. Also, I think a lot of their behaviours are no longer accepted. No. Like, previously, narcissism probably had more of a place in some of the industries and yeah and with you know especially the with patriarchy and the gender roles yeah. big one now the gender yeah. roles become more and more outdated yeah especially so if you see like narcissistic men doing yeah. those dominant behaviors it's not yeah be seen as just a male behavior it's going to be start to be separated yeah. as no this is actually a personality yeah disorder um but narcissists um also are the ones that are more likely to get into relationships mm. a lot the machiavellians typically actually don't really like relationships they kind of do their own thing machiavellian all, being machiavellian being people who are really just in it for personal gain they kind of exploit yeah. people like think about someone in business who just yeah. kind of wants to fuck people over and get to the top yeah. They're not really interested in trying to make friends or trying to even be friendly. Yeah. They kind of just covertly kind of do shit yeah. for themselves. Whereas narcissists have this imminent desire to be liked. Yeah. They do. 
So even though they are quite horrible and do horrible things, they mm. do thrive off being liked. Yeah. And that's why they often do get into relationships because they need that recognition. Yeah. Um, they are very charming. They're often more attractive. A lot of students have found narcissists more attractive oh. because often it's probably because they put more effort in. They yeah. groom themselves more. They wear better clothes. Yeah. Women they... find them very attractive, mm. generally narcissistic faces in every single study. Oh my God, no. Yeah. Um, so that's why, yeah, they're definitely more appealing and the ones more likely to get involved in relationships. um, Abusive and toxic relationships. So that's kind of like the personality psychology behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, but there are like some pretty telltale signs of what a toxic relationship might look like from a clinical perspective. Mm -hmm. If you, for example, and you listened to the last episode, hoping that you did, like, Claudia's um therapist or her psychologist this is probably one of the like the checklist of things you're going through and going tick 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 like oh it's also right so firstly like a lack of support from your partner would probably be indicative of of something that isn't in that healthy I would say I think when a relationship becomes toxic you see a competition of wanting to put your own needs above the other person's more often mm-hmm. and it's kind of it becomes this environment it's like where, yeah it's more like an i yeah. this i that and yeah. not like a we yeah it's not a we and you don't feel supported um your time together is no longer positive you feel like this is just two people operating yeah. alone and i would say this can happen i think I don't think this yeah. is necessarily someone who is as extreme as the like the people I've described. Yeah. Honestly, this can happen in like relationships that it can be considered toxic, but are just yeah. two people who shouldn't yeah. be together. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. A next telltale sign is just toxic communication. This is a big one. So yeah. This is one. Yeah. For these t- personality types. Yeah. Is well, just a lack of consistent communication. Yeah. Massive. Stonewalling was one we talked about. Stonewalling, so the silent treatments. Yeah. Massive one. Um, yeah. A lot of so a lot of signs within this is gaslighting. Yeah, gaslighting is a major one. Mm. They start to so for those who aren't familiar with what gaslighting is, it's where mm. another person starts to make you believe that your reality and your experiences aren't true. Yeah, I'll tell you otherwise. This is really big tactic they use. Yeah, comes to this, you'll be like, you know, oh, why did you do that? Why did you say yeah. that? That offended me. But I never said that. Stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And it starts second guessing yourself. Did I did they not say that? Blah 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 something yeah. crazy. And I think it's important to be like, this is something I I kind of have a bit of not so much a staking, but I have beliefs and it's like I think your perception of something and what they actually said are two different things, which yes. is important to separate. But if someone is repeatedly being like, No, you're actually like, that's crazy, like yeah. what are you talking about? Like why are you getting oh, so if you mad? have like hundred percent like experience something. Yeah. Like, then it's like then yeah. you know. Like it, yeah. And I think also toxic communication is is just also consists of perhaps that you know not saying anything at all mm-hmm. and then maybe messaging you like a hundred times yeah in like a jealous fit yeah and or you know using the way you communicate to make you feel uneasy yeah but it's kind of this next one is um also huge mm-hmm. like what we're talking about you know getting into those jealous yeah. rages is envy envy is a massive sign yeah. of a of like a toxic relationship like not mm-hmm. having that level of trust feeling like they're like they're possessive of you. Yeah. That they they want to be in control. Mm-hmm. And they become jealous, I think, not just of other potential love interests, but when you're spending time with other people, that, like, your yeah. affection is not just reserved for them. Yeah. And this, obviously, you know, anyone normal can be a bit jealous and envious mm. of their partners. I mean, they're toxic. But it's also massive when you're with someone who is, um like, a raging narcissist or yeah. whatever when they're obviously going off like yeah. as my ex was doing was going off and telling me he was having tinder dates and having sex with people having whilst sex with other people in the house but if there was anything of me being like oh maybe i'll go on a date or maybe i'll i'm interested in this mm. you know be kind of like yeah oh no what like it wouldn't completely be no but it'd be like yeah the jealousy. It, jealousy. it would be jealousy yeah. it would be like yeah like i can he was almost i would mm. say like shocked um and kind of like that i can do what he does yeah it was like honestly when i played him in his own game i was like i'll go out and do this or when i like found out something he did and didn't tell him and was leaving him guessing Mm. for a while and like he found out that i knew the whole time he was like 
what? What? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the hell? Like, How did you, you played me in my yeah. own game? Yeah. Like, kind of like, they're the only ones that can do it. Yeah. It's yeah. the big thing. Um, I think one of the biggest red flags of a toxic or abusive relationship is controlling behaviours. Yeah. This is so massive. Like, I think I haven't really experienced this. I don't know if you have either. That, yeah, like, that was definitely... Well, el- yeah, definitely. Like, elements mm-hmm. of control as in don't tell your friends. Yeah. That's controlling. Yeah. Don't tell your friends about this. Yeah. Um, You can't like, do this. You can't do that. Yeah. Like, can't do this. Can't do that. Can't yeah. wear that. Yeah. Um, Can't talk to this person. Yeah. Was, yeah. And even on a more extreme level, it's like I need to know where you are all the time. Like, you can't go places without me. That kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think, like, everything we've talked about is on a spectrum. Um, And I think, you know, your partner wanting to know where you are is not toxic but if they need to know where you are constantly they need to check up on you constantly Mm. um they want to know like what you're they want to decide what you're wearing like what you're doing i'd honestly say that but that behavior is like a really anxious attachment yeah honestly i would say that's because that doesn't necessarily mean like i because i didn't really experience that because like honestly my ex didn't really give a shit about me like at the end of the day like, the only control was controlling his narrative. Yeah. So, the the most control I experienced with this person was, don't tell people this. Yeah. Don't, you know. I had that as well. It's yeah. a big thing. It's, like it's controlling, controlling the narrative. their narrative. Yeah. What I did, though, really, like, do you know where I was? Well, I'm going to give two shits, really. Yeah. Like, it was about controlling his narrative and only his narrative. So, yeah. I think, yes, well, controlling behaviors is toxic. Yeah. But that's a sign of an anxious attachment, which we'll get into a bit later. Yeah. Attachment assistance. But honestly, that sounds like heightened anxious attachment and also just sounds which is not like healthy either abusive like, yeah and i feel like that's a very common one we don't really need to go on yeah. that resentment this is another sign of like mm-hmm. a toxic relationship perhaps an abusive one we don't really need to go yeah. into that dishonesty oh, that's yeah <laughs> and um Cardi, can you speak to this at all oh just, <laughs> just a bit yeah just a bit but he was so truthful with you the whole, oh, the time. whole time he like, never lied the, th- the funny thing was though when i was kept being like you know you can't like what are you fucking yeah. doing on tinder dates he said well at least i'm not lying to you <laughs> so oh, i'm telling you so about much. it but i'm telling you oh i haven't done anything wrong because i'm being honest i'm telling you and wouldn't you like, rather know than me do it behind your back like it's like no, wow. but I think that's also just so many like that's just so, so where it's yeah. like, like what? It's like either I lie to you about yeah. it or I don't, like and it's not like I'm yeah. gonna stop doing it. So choose. It's uh, yeah, like choose. Turning, do you want me to lie to you? And you know or? what it is also? It's that turning the narrative of like it's that is I don't even know the word for it, but it's like diverting the conversation away from what you're actually have the yes. issue with. You have the issue with him going out yes. on Tinder dates. Doesn't matter whether he's telling me or oh, no. like the issue like, is going to be yeah. yeah and he just like completely like he diverts was, oh but I'm oh else. I'm telling you the truth so like so it's fine so it's fine right like just okay I was talking to someone about this last night actually just because you could treat someone worse doesn't mean you should treat them badly. Like, just because someone else could treat someone worse doesn't mean you should treat them badly. Like, it's not an excuse to be doing the bare minimum. Yeah, like, it's not. Um, I think patterns of disrespect is another that, thing. Oh, disrespect is massive. Yeah. Disrespect is not initially, any, like, something I had really experienced, I would say. It's yeah. something that I didn't really know how to respond to. Like, when... Yeah. And it's, the way she kind of said it and did it, like, the little insults and the little, yeah. like, just... It was so... Yeah. yeah that's what, it was just plain, and it's like, like a disrespectful. Joke. But they, like, oh, played as the a biggest joke. thing. So, the yeah. biggest thing for me after that experience and since dating since yeah. was when I, what I looked for in someone. Do yeah. they make jokes, disrespectful jokes... Sorry, do they make disrespectful comments and pass it off as a joke? Yeah. Big, big thing. Big thing. Yeah. And if you're not that person, I have it. So many people do. And yeah. it's what, what's the, it's, that has a word as well. It's, um. What is it called? Oh. Oh, negging. Negging, yeah. I, I don't Basically know. This has like recently negging. been something that's like come to my attention was like, yeah, someone making jokes or comments about things that I was actually insecure about but then never apologizing yeah Even when I said they made me feel that's bad. a big thing though because they he, you like, think you don't have grounds refuse. to be angry when you call them out on it and they say oh it was just a joke oh they'd be oh like you'd be like oh like you you made and the comments like, not give me a, a like hug. And I was disrespectful like, no. comments aren't funny no they're not jokes so just, don't try and make them and that's a yeah. massive thing I dated a guy who by no means is a toxic personality yeah 
pretty normal average dude. And one yeah. morning he was up for work early and he said, oh, you kept me up like a lot of the night moving on your sleep, whatever. And I said, oh, sorry. Like, I yeah. obviously didn't mean to. I was asleep. But I still yeah. apologize. And he was like, and I, yeah, I said, sorry, I didn't mean to. He goes, yeah, you did, bitch. <gasps> Who said that to you? Just another guy that I dated. Just honestly, uh, a very normal, most people would call him nice. <gasps> he was a nice guy. A nice okay. guy. One of my exes. I'm doing the little quotations here. One of my nice exes guy. used to call me the C word. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I, this person is not, I wouldn't say he was abusive or toxic yeah. at all. Like, lovely guy. Yeah. Except that he used to, like, call me a cunt. And I'd be like, please don't call me that. Yeah, it's awful. And when he used to get angry, he would call me it. And I was like, don't, don't say that to me. Like, I told you I don't like it. Like, don't say that to me. And yeah. it was like, it was like, yep, that's all fine. He respects me enough to not say it when we're in love. But as soon as, like, we're arguing, he would say it. Oh, that's even worse. It's, and that's I was pretty bad. And I, you know, to be honest, I think it's like... I don't know, by making excuses from now, it wasn't amazing. Or, like, disrespectful comments about things you care about. Yeah. Um, that's one that's happened to me recently. Making jokes out of things you're passionate about. Yeah, yeah. it actually... Or, like, just but. making jokes out of, like, you trying stuff or, like... Yeah. I had, like... I don't know. I don't know. I had, like, someone make a joke about, like, the podcast and who I was seeing, like, mm. romantically. And do you know how much that fucked me up? Like, yeah. Sorry, we've kind of diverted. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't tangent, know. Just the disrespect. But... Like, oh, that yeah. really... I literally, like, cried about it so much. And I was like, it's this awful. is someone who I, like... Yeah. T- I tell this person I love them. And I do. And, like... And they said that... Like, they let their friends say that about this. And it was so small, but it really yeah, got no, to me. No, it does. So. Anyway, but yeah, so anyway, just a quick... Yeah. So when he called me a bitch, I was obviously oh, like... Oh, I'm so sorry, yeah. Yeah, I was like, that's... Like, what? I was like, that's yeah. not... I can't remember what I said exactly, but I was like, don't say that, pretty much. And he was like, oh, I was just joking. And I was no. like, I still don't like it. Anyway, so then I like, was like, no, I'm... And he went to work. And I was like, no, I'm actually very bothered by this. So I yeah. like, wrote out very, like, good, kind of mature paragraph of just how I felt yeah. about him calling me that and why it's not a funny joke. Yeah. And can he please never do that again? Yeah. And he sent back kind of like, oh, like, I didn't even... was not even... I was just joking, blah, blah, blah. And then... It, and when we talked about it in person, he was like, oh, that was hostile. Like, <gasps> you were hostile. That was a hostile. Like, come on. And I was like, no, it wasn't. Like, I was just, you call me a bitch and I don't like it. What joke or not? Yeah. He was like, come on. Like, that, that, what you sent me, that paragraph, it was pretty hostile. Like, come on, admit it. Like, that was, and I was like, uh, I was explaining to you. Like, he's tone policing you. Like, he's yeah. actually being like, yeah. don't use that tone with me. It might hurt my feelings. Yeah, literally. My and just like shit. Feelings. And a very normal, nice enough guy in every yeah. other aspect. Yeah. Just, they just and people turned. do it. Anyway, big, big, yeah. big thing. Um, this one is big um, as in a telltale sign of a toxic relationship, which Claudia kind of expressed. So in the last one, we don't really need to go into yeah. this too much, but constant feeling, constantly stressed. Yes around them like yeah. feeling stressed to see them stressed when you're around them yeah drained and stressed afterwards yeah it's just yeah, yeah. obviously it's... that's not healthy no i think a lot of people though even like you know normal relationships that people might look at and be like oh they're good you know yeah and you kind of see them like stressed out and kind of arguing and oh yeah and i'm like stressed it's just not them. healthy like this is just unhealthy yeah. relationships should be easy like obviously there are times yes. in which you have struggles but Stress is your body telling you that something isn't right. Yeah. And I think in terms of, like, you, you should just acknowledge that and mm. say, you know, perhaps there's something here that we need to address. Yes. Or perhaps this person is, is actually doing, treating me yeah. in a way Yeah, or that, maybe this relationship just isn't serving me anymore. Yeah. There might be just, it wasn't always like that, but it might be a time yeah. that it is. Stress and is just, like, why would you choose to be I stressed? I don't know. You know, people sacrifice a lot. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, ignoring your needs. Yeah. If a person ignores your needs, if a person continually is... Um, Even like, after you've expressed them properly yeah. and clearly, openly. Saying, like, I need this from yeah. you. And they're like, no, I'm not going to give that. Yeah. and they, Or they do the complete opposite. Yeah. You know, as I said to my part, whatever, to my ex. Yeah. Um, please don't bring this girl into the party. Yeah. That's all I'm asking. I need that from you. Does it? Yeah. Tells me to my face he's not going to do it. Does it? Anyhow. Loves to see my reaction. Yeah. Fuels it. Yeah, and that's a really, like, intense, I think, very severe 
like, example. It, it, yeah. <laughs> but, but there's also just other things like being like, oh, I need you to um, initiate things with me. Yeah. Or, like, I need you to apologize to me when you hurt my feelings. Yeah. And if they're like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to ignore your needs. Or, it's yeah. like, oh, like, I need you to show up on time. And they're like, no. I don't think anyone, when you ask for these things, I don't think it's like, no one's ever going to say no. They'll probably actually say yeah. yes, but it's the pattern. Yeah. They'll do it. They'll still do it. Yeah. And it's really, you need to, like, look for behavior. Because yeah. a lot of people will just say whatever they want to your face. Yeah. Or even might believe it themselves. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I can work on that, sure. Yeah. Like, but they go back straight back, you know. It's a pattern, and you need yeah. to really pay attention to patterns yeah. in these things. And that's the, yeah, to- pattern recognition yeah <laughs> yes um we were talking about this as well so we're kind of just going through this list like i hope that yeah we're keeping notes I <laughs> um this is a really interesting one which we were talking about is like um perhaps a sign you're in a relationship that is either toxic or not serving you or maybe even abusive at the tail mm-hmm. end of it is lost relationships especially when you find yourself lying to your friends yeah i think like lot yeah that was big. Like, yeah. even you, after everything yeah. I experienced, I was telling my friends pretty much everything until the crux of it when I got really bad and I knew they just heard enough because yeah. they tried to help me. I wasn't listening. Yeah. And they were fed up at that point. I completely understand why. Yeah. So I just stopped telling them, but completely. Like, not even just telling the bad things. I pretended that I wasn't even seeing them anymore. And you know, you know, like, I was thinking about this as to why you do that. It's because you know that your friends are like... They're right. They're right. <laughs> yeah. And it's like... And I think you want their respect and you want them to respect you and to... And also, you know, you damn well know the relationship isn't good yeah. for you And it's anymore. like, you don't want you don't want to be that person who's still going back. And you no. know that how they'll see you. Maybe they won't see you badly, but like... No. I think it's this thing of like, I don't want you to And my to friends, tell yeah, me. were very yeah. good throughout most of, like, you know, yeah. throughout the times when I was running after my ex or whatever. That I got tackled to the ground one night by one of my friends when I was trying to chase him up when he was going out. Like, oh. she literally pushed like, me to the ground. I was like, you are not running after him. Yeah. And then another time when, um... Oh, yeah, like, when that yeah. night that happened when he brought the girl back to the party yeah. and had sex with her and I went back to my house, my friend yeah. went and visited me and he followed and she just, like, kicked... Not kicked him fully, but kind of, like... Shoved him shoved out. him out of the door and, like, Being was like, like, stop it. Yeah. And we're really, like... Yeah. Like, they were really, like, you're not doing that. Like, stop doing this to yourself. Mm. And, like, my best friend... Like, she was really good, and, like, one night... I think it wasn't her that tucked me to the ground, but she was, like, involved in this, yeah. and I was still, like, but, 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 like... Yeah. But I want, like, let me do my own... Let me make my own mistakes! And they were, like, you've done these mistakes over yeah. and over. And when I actually stopped and couldn't act, like, on that impulse, and I stopped, and I got stopped from acting on that impulse, I just, like, cried. And that was the first time I actually processed any of it. Yeah. Like, throughout the most of the experience. And she just, like, held me, and she was like, I know. And I was like, but it's not fair. And I was like, it's not, I was like, it's not fair. I was like, you know, because when you are, and it is true, because I was on such a survival kind of, it wasn't like a high, I would say most of the time, because I was acting on, I was almost, I was fighting, I was acting against something, I was always in conflict, it was almost kind of like the weird, you know, dopamine going everywhere and me fighting. And when I stopped that and got stopped, I just broke down and I was like, this isn't fair. Yeah. And I was like, but why doesn't he like me? Like, it's not fair. She's like, I know. Why doesn't he love me? Yeah, like, why, you know, yeah. why? And she was like, I know. And she's like, you need, like... And that's the thing. It's like, I think we've all been in situations where your friend is the one in the toxic relationship and they keep coming back to you and you're just like, oh, oh my God, like, trust what me. are oh. you doing? But then it's so interesting because I had this with my friend Erin where she was seeing this guy once and I fucking hated him. Yeah. And like she kept being like, and then he did this and this and this. And I was like... And I remember being like, I don't want to hear about it anymore because I just, I can't physically hear about this. Oh my this. God, like, I know. Was this after you've also, like, experienced... No, this was bef- oh, before. But I was, but I was also just like, I just know, it just made me so sad because I was like, yeah. I know that you're not, and she did eventually block him. God bless her. She's so strong. But, yeah. like, I was just like, I just can't hear this. Like, it's yeah. just so hard that I just well, yeah. so obviously before know. Before I experienced it, I was very much like, these girls are so dumb. Yeah. Like, I was like, idiots. Like, I was like, why would you fucking keep running back? And then when I experienced it, I obviously understood a lot more. Yeah. But when I had, like, friends with similar stories or just, yeah. like, boyfriends who were being shit, I just was so emotionally drained by my experience and yeah. hearing about it. I just, like, couldn't. I was like, I can't. Like, I was like, I'm sorry, but, like, I can't this is my it. advice for you. Like, I have experienced this whole whirlwind and the only thing I know that helps and that you need to do is get out of it, cut yeah. off contact. 
Yeah. And they don't want to hear that, though. People don't want to hear that. You know, no. it's very hard. And they don't, don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that that's the only that solution. Yeah. yeah. They, they want yeah. other solutions. They want, no, but how do I make him love him? Blah, blah, blah. But yeah. how, how, this. And I just couldn't, I didn't have the emotional energy for it anymore. Like, here's I just. The thing. Here's, the, here's the thing from two people who have been through this. Um, there is no other option. <laughs> There's like, no other option. No one is going to be like. If you are like, in a shitty relationship yeah. or like, obviously if you've been, you know, if, if they're not toxic and you're trying to work through things, yeah. it might be a bit different. But if you are chasing after someone toxic yeah. and you are and if they're holding on to badly, hope and yeah. waiting for someone to love you, the answer is, I'm sorry, they're not. They're never going they're to. They're never going to. I've never heard of a situation no. in which this has I have ever. never heard of a situation like there are in movies. I think movies change us. A lot of wrong things. Yes, yes. You know, like there are movies where he changes and he goes from being the player to the devoted boyfriend. I have never heard of a situation of that happening. And yeah. the Especially only answer you, yeah. to getting if you've already, and if you've already realized this and you're wondering, well, how the fuck do I get out? The only answer is block them, cut off all contact, yeah. and just please go see a therapist. Yeah. And talk about it all there and release everything yeah. there. But do not talk to them. Or, like, if you need to get into it, like, I sometimes put people in spam yeah, for a few days and then I bring them back if I feel like it, like, just to get that. And it's, like, preparing me. Yeah, you like, can prepare I don't you. Need, like, yeah. if, you, if it's, like, hard to be, like, oh, but I don't want to block them because what if they need to talk to me about something? Yeah, it's like, but still, they don't and they won't say anything good. You really, honestly, you need to just block them. Yeah. You need to cut off all contact. And for the first yeah. few days, yes, you will be wondering if they've ever if, what messages they're sending. You will. It'll be so hard. But yeah. honestly, that it's the best thing you can do for yourself. After a week, that's what I was going to say. It doesn't actually take that long yeah. for your brain to adjust to that, to like no contact. Mm. It's, there's a lot of emotions to process, but the actual no contact... You'll yeah. be wondering about it for a while. After a week, you'll just move on. You'll like, be like, I don't even care. You'll, I, it's just not worth know, it to know. Obviously not completely... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're still... <laughs> you'll still want to know, but I'm saying it's not going to be as hard as it is initially. Yeah. It, after a week or two, you do yeah. find it okay to Especially not... like a withdrawal. Like it, it, you need to do it. Um, other signs, we'll just quickly run through these. Yeah, we've got so quick. Lack of self-care, like if you're finding that you're like neglecting, neglecting. your health. That's a, Mm, yeah, actually, mm. I know. <laughs> I know there's like a list, no, no, and I no. keep being like, ah, this whole but this story. This is so true. Yeah. This is so true. Yeah. Not necessarily um, just being a toxic person yeah. in a relationship. Um, I have seen people in relationships where they are neglecting, in yeah. like seemingly pretty okay relationships, but where they are neglecting themselves to kind of want their partner to take care of them. Like it's kind, yeah, yeah like a kind of like, I don't know what it is. But it's like, it's like, mm, like putting, yeah, a, making, it's like when they're the, being dependent. a little bit distant yeah. and so they're kind of neglecting themselves to be like, look at me, I need what I'm not, this. I need yeah. you, kind of, that's yeah. not healthy. Because it's like, that's not, you, you need to, to yeah, you should be able to communicate need. them and if they're not giving you what you want and you have to start neglecting them to then yeah. realise that's, it's, that's yeah. not good. And also just like, you might not even realise that you're doing it, but like, if you if you've seen like a friend in a in a toxic situation or a relationship where it's like they have no time for their hobbies like every yeah. they have no time for their friends yeah they have that's no a big time. one too when you can't you know yes there's some couples I guess I've seen friends parents that are great and they do everything together yeah but but they still do it like and, yeah yes they do it together yeah. yes yes but I still think it's important not to spend. Yeah. All the time and want yeah. with them. Yeah. Um, hoping for change. We've talked we about talked this. We talked about that. Touched on it. Walking on eggshells. That's a big one. Walking yeah. on eggshells is a big, big telltale about yeah. being with anyone that's abusive. This is an abusive yeah. one, I think. Yeah. If you're worried this is, that... This is downright abusive. This is like, yeah, it's like if you're worried that something you'll say is going to create a reaction that you can't deal with. Yeah. This was what really I scary. was doing. Yeah. A lot. Really? A lot. I... And because I didn't know, like, his moods, there'd be no trigger. Like, there'd be nothing. Yeah. I don't even know what I would do, so I would literally start monitoring everything I did. Mm. Because to be like, is this gonna... How upset this? him. Upset, I don't know, because I don't know what fucking upset... Like, nothing upsets him. Yeah. But then it was, like, everything, yeah, and it's just, like... And it's important to remember when we say abusive as well. I think people take this very mm. hard. They think physical abuse 
often. Yeah. It's not just that. Abuse can no, come in many forms. Yeah. It's physical, emotional, psychological, financial. Yeah. Social. Social. Like, and it doesn't always have to be, like, the really, like, you're yeah. damaged for life. You can have yeah. abusive people often. Behaviors can often be quite abusive. Yeah. And it is abusive to want to walk on eggshells around people, to yeah. have people not acknowledging your needs, to have people try and gaslight you. Like, yeah. it is. It's it not is. just, yeah, like, yeah, toxic, as we've said, is two people that don't have to be abusive and they're just yeah. not right for each other. Yeah. Um, and their reactions are just not yeah. aligned. It, it, it yeah. creates hurt feelings. You know, and relationships can often be hard in general yeah, when yeah. two people they can be hard and behaviors can get you know out of hand sometimes. out of hand sometimes but uh, you know abusive, abusive is a obviously pattern it's something. a pattern it's a pattern yeah. of behavior and of recognition of that behavior and a continuation yes so we've given you the telltale signs we want to talk about how, yes. how you get into these because i think if you're listening to all of this you're probably like God, that's so obvious. Like, yeah. that's so obvious. Like, surely you figure it out pretty quickly and you're yeah. like, I know where this is going. But that's not always the case. So should we talk about attachment styles maybe first? Yeah, I think attachment styles are a big one. Yeah. I think it does, you know, start in childhood. Yeah. It's very cliche. And you're very It honestly years. is. Um, your kind of relationships that you have with your parents, the kind mm. of dynamics that were in your household do form these patterns within you from a young age. Basically, there are three, um, four, sorry, four yeah, there's a new one. attachment styles. Yeah. So there is the anxious attachment, also known as preoccupied. Yeah. This attachment happens when basically your parents are there for you some of the time and some of the time not. Yeah. It's kind of when you're always... Very inconsistent. Inconsistent. Yeah. Inconsistent parenting. You're kind of always waiting for you to get attention from your parents and so you kind of develop this habit with future partners where you're on edge a lot Mm. you're always this is kind of as i was saying before the person who wants to know where they are all the time can manifest from anxious attachment because really you're always worried that they're going to abandon you always worried that they're going to stop contacting you so you're you're wanting to know everything you're wanting to always be in contact with them it's very yeah you're worried about the withdrawal of love Mm -hmm. which is probably like can contribute to you Yes. Entering into relationships. Yeah. With someone who... And you crave them. Yeah. Who has a tendency to give and withdraw very... Yeah. Um, on, on a schedule that you can't really understand. Because it's normal for you. Mm-hmm. You feel a comfort in what you've known since you were a child. This is what you expect love to be like. Yes. And so anxious often end up with avoidance. Yeah. Um, avoidant attachment another style. attachment style. Yeah. So avoidant attachment style basically the opposite of anxious it's where your parents were never there for you mm. and you learned to be independent from a very young age mm. like yes basically you just didn't believe that anyone was going to be there for you ever yeah. so you learn to rely on yourself so in relationships if you do get into relationships and have an avoidant attachment style you love your independence you don't really you're not super lovey you just kind of push away very easily when there's mm. any signs of big commitment yeah that's yeah. They don't certainly want to commit. Any signs of big commitment? Any signs of that you're really you know gonna dependent? Not dependent on someone, but you do have yeah. this kind of that you would have to have a, re- a relationship have to, yeah. with someone that's because more it's permanent. scary yeah. to think that you're yeah. with someone and then they could go. Well, that's the thing. It's like a fear of abandonment as it well. Is. Often people or children who had ambivalent attachment styles. It forms a, as a result of, of fear of abandonment. Yeah. Knowing that being like, I don't have to depend on anyone. Yeah. Because then no one's going to leave me. Yeah, yeah. Which is like, um, I think we were talking about how avoidant and anxious, it's like the fucking perfect storm yes. of toxicity. It is. Avoidant and anxious don't necessarily have to be toxic personalities, but mm. they're very toxic together because mm. it is just anxious to the extreme anxious people get more anxious the more the avoidant pulls away the avoidant yeah. pulls away the more the anxious person gets anxious so it's this yeah. constant kind of chase yeah it is just yeah like a, a chase and a catch-up and yeah a chase and a, chase a catch-up, and, a catch-up. Yeah. and it can create this very toxic, toxic. cycle yeah. that's very hard to break because while it's not serving any of them healthily it does serve a purpose in that mm. it reaffirms what they've always believed love to be yeah that's all that they're used to. The anxious person is only used to kind of being ambivalent or anxious and waiting to get attention. Yeah. So they're used to chasing and they're used to being on edge. And they're also used to ignoring certain things. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, everyone needs connection with others. So it's like if you're an anxious attachment style, often you can easily overlook, I would say, things that would otherwise yes. seem as red flags. Because, because yes. 
You really because you really much, want yeah, you, you really want, want the love. Yeah. So you want the love. You want the love. So when the they love. do something that indicates that you shouldn't really want mm. to be with them, it gets overlooked, and that's yeah. really, yeah. Anxious people have, a, I think, would say the highest tendency is to get into these yeah. relationships from an attachment perspective. Yeah, for um, sure. These ones are also very interesting. I think, um, like the brain, how the brain works in reaction to a, this kind of person walking into your life. Mm. It's yeah. pretty. Um, so, it's pretty addictive. I would yeah, say. I would say this isn't so much us how you get into these relationships. It's yeah. kind of. Attachment is one thing, yes. Yeah. This is in childhood. If you don't have an anxious attachment or you didn't have a super, you know, bad, yeah. chaotic household. Yeah. Could be many things why. Yeah. They could just happen. Honestly, it's not really Sometimes any one person. you don't realise until it's a bit too yeah. late. Yeah. So it's more than when you do realise what they're doing. Yeah. Why do you stay? Yeah. Big question that I had. Yeah. I knew what he was doing but quite early on. Yeah. Week one or two, honestly. Yeah. Why the hell did I stay? Because I think that's more important than how do you get there. It's Yeah, I think it's because why it's like you the stay. only thing that makes a toxic relationship or an abusive relationship is the long is like the fact that you stayed. Like Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not really a relationship if you leave. You exactly. Know? So it's, it's like not. it's just someone stay? that did something bad to you and, and you, you said fuck off. Yeah. It's not a relationship. So go on with the brain and Yeah, the, so basically the brain is wired in a way that we respond to intermittent reinforcement mm. more than consistent. And yeah. what that means is that when we are given a reward, for instance, so mm. like someone being nice to us, even, you know, is as any easy as anything, food, whatever. Yeah. If something is not given to us constantly or isn't available to us on a mm. constant schedule, yeah. the brain, the dopamine in the brain, which mm. is the hor- the chemical and yeah. the hormone, um, that kind, that of, kind of is the wanting. Yeah. It's the, like the desire. Things, it's the desire. Yeah. It's the craving hormone. Yeah. The dopamine gets so highly reinforced mm. when you don't know when you're getting your reward next. Yeah. So when you're with someone toxic... Because, wait, just quickly, it has to kind of remain constantly ready yes. to release into the synapse because it doesn't... Mm-hmm. You know, like if you eat it every... Uh, like at consistent times and you yeah. know that, that that's when you're getting it. If you have access to a whole cake and someone yeah. says you can eat the whole cake, you're probably not going to want to. Yeah. If someone says you can have a crumb and it's delicious yeah. and they said, oh, well, you can maybe have a little bit, but... Your brain is like, oh, like they'll, They want it so bad. You yeah. think it's the best cake you've ever eaten. Yeah. So that's like... Same with people. So yeah. if a person isn't treating you nice all of the time or yeah. you don't know the next time they're going to be nice, you don't know the next time mm. they're going to contact you, you don't know the next time they're going to see you, yeah. you want it so much more. Yeah. And it is. And it's... It, it is the dopamine because the dopamine, dopamine isn't effect, technically yeah. released when you experience good things it's the thing that makes you want things yeah and and it's also yeah. about variable reward so they mm-hmm. did all of these studies so i think in a toxic relationship you have someone who is very inconsistently giving you what you'd like so there's a reason mm-hmm. you stay so there are rewards there are rewards but they yeah. come at a very inconsistent very inconsistent pattern mm-hmm. so when you have this variable reward pattern it creates addiction because yes. you never know when you're go- when to expect you never know when you're good. getting your next hit yeah but you know it's coming and um interestingly enough this is how they've designed gambling machines mm-hmm. so um which is yes yeah, so they did all this kind of research on this like how often Aids do we need research. to give what's the yeah. ratio of reward to loss that yeah. makes people most likely to come back and with gambling, as we know, it's this billion dollar industry where people basically pour in empty, like they basically they give away money. They take for away free. mortgages, yeah. extra mortgages on the house. They yeah. lose everything basically, and it's for this idea that yeah. they might win amazing amounts of money because of this reward ratio. Yeah. Because they get little bits, you might win yeah. ten dollars, you might win a hundred dollars, you might yeah. win a thousand dollars sometimes. Yeah. That's what keeps them going. And it could be the next... Could be next time you... Could be next time you Next time you go to the pokies that you'll win. Could be the next time you see your toxic partner that they finally turn around. And it's such a good analogy for these relationships. It's honestly... Because that is the case. It is. What goes on with the person, you know? Sometimes you get an amazing high. Sometimes you get two days with them that are great. Yeah. Best time of your life. You're so in love. And then they treat you shit again. You're like, all right, but I had that one time. Yeah. Or I had that couple times. Remember that time you were so nice to me? Yeah. It's going to happen again. Yeah. I'm going to wait for it. I'm going to want it more. Yeah. It's 
and the brain really can get into that pattern yeah so easily it's addictive it's like, addictive it's an addiction there's a reason they use this to like literally <laughs> create addiction create a billion dollar industry and it's, it's so interesting when people are like why didn't you just leave that person it's like it's not uh, it's that like, easy. There are literally entire industries built on the science behind why you didn't leave this person. Literally. And these industries are worth billions of dollars. So. Yeah. The other interesting thing um, as to why I think you don't leave is, is sunk costs. Mm. So I think once you have put in a lot to this person you've already put like you put in all of these resources you put in time you put in commitment energy energy yeah months of your life years of your life that's a sunk cost you've already made that investment in that person and if you walk away now you lose all all of that and people are more scared of the loss yeah than they are of Of what they gain yeah people are so much more susceptible to losing rewards than yeah. they are to gaining rewards. Exactly. And this is a... Yeah, and this, and this is, is also a major f- phenomenon in, in, in psychology. psychology. <laughs> it's huge. Well known. Yeah. Well replicated. Well, no doubts. Well replicated. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's exactly that. Once you've made that investment, you don't want to walk away from it. So you stay. You stay even uh, yeah. though it's not And another not thing, worthwhile. with the reinforcement patterns, mm. when you're not getting... Every, as a reward consistently mm. the behavior associated with that reward that you're doing mm. is much harder to extinguish mm. than when you're getting consistent rewards so if you're getting yeah. like consistent communication blah 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 and let's say you just it ends up you know mm. you end up having to break up with them yeah the behavior associated with being with them you know you get over a healthy breakup yeah i would say a lot quicker and easier yeah then you get over a really, a really bad one that can toxic, damage you. One. And that's because the extinction for those behaviours mm. associated with the inconsistent rewards associated with the wanting, all of that, yeah. so much harder yeah. to get rid of. And they've done this study many times yeah. with mice, rewards with, with mice, dot, everything. Yeah. So basically extinction is like the elimination of the behaviour. Yeah. And you have to kind of remove the conditioned response mm-hmm. you've had to the yeah. stimulus, so the stimulus being them. But if it, there's no like easy pattern to followers to yeah. when you were getting that reward it's really hard it's to really hard to get rid of because you're not really sure when you ever got it initially yeah. at all there was no consistent pattern yeah so i think we should talk about how to break away from this relationship in mm-hmm. one moment so the question is so you know we've talked about why we stay how do you kind of get out of it we've talked yeah. about blocking the person we've talked about cold turkey but Claudia, you did this. Yes. How did you do it? Yeah. So once, obviously, we talked about all the signs about being in an abusive yeah. relationship. Um, recognition is major one. Mm. Um, so getting away is recognizing. Yes. So, that. but okay. So the first step, you've recognized it now. You know that you're with someone that's not serving you. Yeah. They're toxic or they're downright abusive. Whatever yeah. it is. How do we break away? So I already said that, yes, my body was a major factor. I got very anxious. Yeah. Um, but if you're not, if your body doesn't respond like that, you're not really anxious, you just know it. Mm. Um, I would still consider, if you can, it's not obviously accessible to everyone, but yeah. talk to someone, some sort of mental yeah. health professional about it. Um, honestly, I hope you got one as good as mine. Wasn't yeah. downright just. She sounded great. She was just very just straightforward. Like an objective opinion. But still, still, yeah. I think you should just get an objective opinion yeah. on the matter. If you think something, anything's wrong, mm. it might not even be that bad. But still, yeah. I think it's very good to go seek some help on this yeah. matter. Um, that's just the first step. You know, that's just to kind of validate you in a way. Yeah. And give you some of that confidence yeah. in your experience. That yes. It's probably been... Because, oh, yes. Yeah. A major thing was that I honestly doubted myself a lot. And I was yeah. like, oh, but... Did this actually happen? Did, you know, and yeah. that's obviously tied in with the gaslighting and everything. But you kind of just wonder yeah. whether it's as bad as what you're really feeling. Oh, and it's because of... Yeah, anyhow. it's because of how them. Anyway, we're talking about it's all it's that. it's a telltale sign. If you're yes, it is. Your if you're questioning yourself, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. So the aftermath, I would say, is worse, much worse than being in it. And yeah. a lot of people who haven't experienced this might be like, well, you just, you've been, what? Like, you experienced it so much bad, don't you think it's yeah. good? You're finally out now of they're it. Not, they're not now they're not around, anymore. you know? And shouldn't it be terrible? Like, yes, there were pretty bad moments during the relationship, but yeah. as we just explained about the dopamine, about yeah. the reinforcement, about the excitement almost of getting the a reward. Addiction. The addiction. It is very much like being in a weird manic kind of high yeah the entire time i was honestly i said it was like a great year then at the end of that year when i was still with him i remember yeah. i was at a ball and i was like this has been such a good year oh so exciting i've had the best year of my life first year of uni so good so oh exciting i loved it honestly that sounds cooked 
But honestly, I had a great fucking time. Yeah. I was honestly like... Uh, my reality TV show or some weird thing. But I was like, also, oh. it's because your brain is Yeah, it's because like, my brain was so, like, jacked up on up, adrenaline literally. and dopamine that I was like, ah! Yeah, <laughs> this like, is so much fun! <laughs> <laughs> trying to survive! Yeah, like, oh, just everything's always just so yeah, exciting and colourful. Like, I think that's, honestly, sometimes it's a reason I get, would add that quickly to the list yeah. of some why some people stay. Some people yeah. like the drama, the excitement for a while. Yeah. It was probably, I'd say, for the first few months. It was a bit of a woohoo, ha uh-huh. Yeah. With this weird, like, fuck boy, yeah. like, let's see if he likes me, until and it gets it, scary. And then you're like, oh, okay, like, and this then you person has actually full grip full on my gro- agency. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> yes, when you do cut it off, so obviously my therapist gave me the very two options. I went with the option, obviously, that I don't want this to be my life. No. And ended it. And when I say that, I did meet up with him. I said, you're just not right good for me anymore. And he actually stormed off when I actually told him. He got up. We were in a cafe. He just got up and left. Because I wasn't taking I wasn't taking. I was like, no. Nah. I argued back. I was like, no, you know what? You've done all this bullshit to me. Yeah. This is crap. Yeah. Um, we're done. And we're it was done. And terrible. Like yeah, and it was. And he didn't want to have it. He didn't want to hear about it. He got yeah. up and left and said, "Yeah, good luck with your life, whatever." Well, that's I think is important to do if you're dating someone who you believe is part of this dark triad that Claudia was talking about. Perhaps even have a bit of a plan in in place as well yeah. from from what you've learned and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. To really know like have where am support, I gonna yeah. have a support system? Who as can well? I call? Who can, what am I yeah. gonna do? What am I gonna plan for myself? Yeah. What are things to look forward to? Yeah. What's the future going to look exactly. like without this person Definitely. in a good way? Like, Definitely. Because yeah, especially if you're in like have been with this person for years and years, yeah. like there's obviously much. I would say even worse, where you yeah. have a kid with them. Oh my You have gosh. a house with them. You have a mortgage. Oh, my God. I couldn't even imagine, like, to those women. Yeah. Amazing. Like, because that oh. would be, honestly, I don't oh, even... I you would obviously have to have a proper, proper, proper plan. For me, it was not so... You know, I did have really good friends. I was yeah. in uni. Yeah. With him not in my life, it was just... It was, yeah. it was good. But it was the emotion. The emotions yeah. that came afterwards were... Yeah. As I said, your emotions get hooked to someone else, and when they don't have that person to respond to, mm. I was all over the place. So yeah, initially, yeah. initially you do get a high. You get a spike of a high, right? Initially, thank God, it's done. Yeah, I'm fucking out. I can go see other people. I can, I can oh, be happy. I'm free. Like I'm yeah. done. That doesn't last for very long. <laughs> no. Then you go back to oh fuck, and you, you're you yeah. the withdrawals basically your brain's missing it's missing yeah. the dopamine it's missing yeah. the high it's missing the lows the it's missing the so everything real. so yeah. it's hard yeah it's not like I just cut it off and I was done miraculously absolutely yeah. not I cut it off and I even still I don't think I actually blocked him straight away I think I did say it was over and I muted him for a while as yeah. you said little bits little steps yeah so initially we were actually on a break. Initially, we were on a break. And I was like, mm. I can't see you for a little while. Yeah. And it was considered in my head, you know, I was like, okay, this is a break. I started off with a break. And then... um, It's like um, when you get a vaccine. It's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. it like inoculates you, but you get it. You have to try a little bit of the of the virus. Yeah. So that when the real thing happens, you're somewhat prepared. Yeah. Like you've got a bit of an understanding. Yeah, good analogy. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's definitely yeah. the case. Like, so, yeah. So run. obviously you... You know, you go back. I think I did sleep with him a couple more times mm. after that. Um, and then I still was talking to him for a little bit. And then I, well, I wasn't seeing him, but I was still talking to him. And, you know, talking. Mm. still that was a little bit of hope. Yeah. And I think it really wasn't until, as I said, that um, point when he invited me out to the concert. And yeah. I, the whole anxious, complete response came back. It was like you, seen you've him gone a just a little bit too much. Yeah. It's like you've dipped your foot in just a little bit too deep. Yeah. And you remembered how, like, cold the water yeah. was. And, and then, like, yeah. So then I think that was, I was like, I did. Actually, that was exactly what I did. It yeah. was that I blocked him on everything. Yeah. Including, no, sorry, I blocked him on my phone. I still had my laptop, though. And if you have a Mac and an iPhone, you get your yeah. messages to there, right? Yeah. I went away to my mum's for the weekend, and I was like, block. And I'm going to, I was like, you know, I'm going to start yeah. this healing process. Yeah. And then Which I, is exciting. It's an exciting, it's exciting. time. Because you it have is. all these opportunities. I can become this new person. Yeah. So you've done your yeah. back and forth. You've yeah. realised even during this back and forth. And I obviously, I said he turned up in my house with all these gifts, and I had yeah. the restraint to actually... I honestly remember saying to one of my colleagues at work... Um, at the time, I was like, I didn't feel anything when you gave me all those gifts. I honestly yeah. felt nothing. 
I oh did God. not want it. I, and she was like, well, that's, you know, like, you're good, like you could yeah, get you could out. You're just not, yeah. you're, nothing was pulling me back to the extremes mm. that it was before. So it is, yeah, so I did detach. I knew I could do it. Yeah. So that's when, I, you know, I went to my mum's and that's when I blocked him. Anyway, I came back from my mum's and I had a blocked him on my laptop yet and I saw a message, oh. messages from him. And did your anxiety just spike straight away? No, or you just actually, like... it was so calm because it was finally, he said to me, finally for the first time i don't want to have anything to do with you which is actually if you've been in this situation the best thing a toxic person can do for you is leave you the fuck alone uh, yeah you, it's like you're waiting normally yeah. you're the one who's trying to fuck all you know and yeah. you're the one who's doing this whole game and trying to get rid of them yeah. and their you know and he was there turning up at my house and giving me all these gifts and i had to be so strong to not yeah. give in and he finally i stood my ground he said put it on me he thought he was putting it on me and trying to make me feel bad but going you know you're a brat whatever i want nothing to do with you i need months breaks from you and i said oh my god oh my god thank you oh my god i literally replied back this is the best thing you have done for me in (sighs) this whole year goodbye block oh my god and that was when that was finally fireworks yeah like that was when i really yeah done and I yeah. think it's really, like, not everyone's going to be lucky that someone yeah. will. And it obviously took me, it took him a long time to be like, I'm done with you, whatever, yeah. stick it. Yeah. But if if they do that, it's honestly the best, because otherwise you have to be so strong. And obviously yeah. I did, but honestly, them just saying, no, nah, fuck, I don't want to do and have anything to do with you is yeah. such a blessing. And it's also just, like, the cold, like, I don't know, I've thought about doing this so many times of just, like, I just, just block them. Just, like, yeah. which we talked about. But I think also... It's not possible to have a relationship with that person in the months afterwards. Perhaps, no. Or even ever. And I think after no. a few months you realise I actually don't. Ever. I think it's yeah. really, another really healthy way to do it is to say, let's just like what you said, let's just try not to have contact for two months, three yeah. months. And I think after that time you'll be Start so little, much healthier. Like and do as happier. I, yeah, go on a break. If you just say, yeah. go on a break for a week. See yeah. how your body responds to after a week without them. Yeah, go back mind. for a little bit, then go back for a bit longer. Realize, yeah, how good and re- like start adjusting to that. Yeah, but like, yeah, honestly, so yeah, he pretty much was like, bye, yeah. and I was like, thank God, and I got into the healing process. And as I said, it was very, very messy. Yeah, still, and I was crying for probably twice a day for three months straight. Oh, but there's beauty in that as well. I don't yeah. know. There's a reverence to... It's a release. Fuck yeah. yeah. I listen to all these fucking songs. Oh. I have a whole playlist. Like, release. And, and it's honestly, like, embrace like, it. Be like, I, I can feel yeah, these you feelings. You can feel it all. Yeah. Like, processing basically the whole year. Because as I said, I only probably cried about him, to be honest, twice the entire year. And there was things happening on a daily. Just because your brain was just Just because like, my brain was like... We can't feel It was in survival mode. It was in yeah. fight. Yeah, you can't deal with my emotions. Yeah. Like, no. Nah. So let's talk about the aftermath. Yeah, so the aftermath... Which we've kind of talked which about. Which we talked about, as I said, yes. It's, for, for me, after, like, these situations with toxic relationships, like, my self-esteem just plummeted. Like, I never mm-hmm. felt worse about myself. I was like, I don't want to leave the house. Yeah. I don't want to see anyone. Like, people are going to realise I'm a failure. Or, like, mm. people are going to see all these terrible things that I see in me because of how this person's treated yeah, me. That's, yeah, people that's People are going to hard. see that I'm weak and that I let people treat me this way. Like... I don't know, my self-esteem just, like, oh, I've literally never felt worse. And that's something you really have to rebuild, I think. Yeah. And your mental health as well. Yeah, oh, my mental health just went down the fucking drain. Like, from being in, like, that fucking weird high survival mode, I went to the fucking Earth's core. (laughs) Like, it was a massive low. Massive, massive low to the point where I was, like, I got prescribed antidepressants. I never actually started taking them. Yeah. But I was so close like, oh i did they were great yeah i should i know i should have but yeah. i held out because i was like i know this is a period of my life and mm. i sh- don't want to kind of re- make my brain rely on it if, but yeah but they're useful that was for just some me. Time. they are useful yeah. and honestly if you get prescribed them just do what your doctor says but yeah i was very being me very determined yeah. to not and to stick it out on my own and, and kind of and like you had strategies i think that's yeah. the other thing like having strategies for dealing with those hard yeah. days dealing with panic attacks like yeah and i was going to a therapist like this whole time so that obviously yeah. helps um it just yeah. you know i did it was again because my 
it's an up and down that I was used to responding to and that's exactly what my emotions were still doing some days I was fine I'd be like I'm actually doing okay and the next day I would be like that's it I'm going to the doctor I'm getting fucking antidepressants like I would be like so so, you know all these intrusive thoughts and just like really harmful things and yeah and sometimes I would just look in the mirror and be like you know I did like that's the first time in my life that I've been like you're a bit shit. You're a bit kind of ugly. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, no, wait. I was like, my brain has this never done me. that. I was like, that yeah. is not me. Like, yeah. that is him. That is his words. It starts almost taking their words as your own. Sometimes you really you have, have to, to fill break in. that fast. You're like filling in for, what, you are, for how like, they made you feel. Yeah. Another thing um, that I did was like, and it's a this psychological practice where you, it's like called positive reward scheduling. Mm. So it helps you overcome this where you schedule things in the future that are going to bring you happiness so whether it's a trip that's good drinks with people because the dopamine is still elevated but it's elevated towards something positive and it's elevated towards your schedule rather than this inconsistent dopamine isn't bad we need dopamine yeah dopamine's the survival when it's been hijacked (laughs) when it's been hijacked exactly yeah so you have to start creating your own schedule of positive reinforcement yes. for your well-being That is as really well. good, yeah. And I think there's a massive impact as well on your future relationships, both positive and yeah. negative. Yeah, so we'll get into that in a second yeah. after the healing process. So yeah, yeah, that's something really good. What I did was I downloaded these apps like one was called that sounds shit but like tinder <laughs> no, no 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 i, I mean was like, like breakup app so one of oh, them yeah. was called mend really good and yeah. it sets you oh, things to write about for yeah. the day healthy put, mind is really yeah good. and another one was just this one called red flags mm. and it got me to do little things every day and one of them was write down every single thing red flag that you notice about the entire year my list was so fucking long really but god it was cathartic i was like jesus oh my god yeah. everything out out and i actually really helped they helped so much yeah just I these little breakup really apps that really helped another thing because i was so still confused about what was even fucking going on and why mm. i got myself into it i bought this book called um power the power of narcissist oh it was Mm. What was the book about? Anyway, it was about narcissists. Literally yeah. narcissists and narcissism. Narcissism. Narcissism, narcissistic yeah. relationships. Mm. It had everything from, like, as we discussed, kind of, like, red flags, what they do, yeah. getting into relationships with them, and mm. how to heal. It's um, that knowledge. It, kind of put yeah. it was the knowledge that women have experienced this before. It's the knowledge that it is a phenomenon, it is a personality disorder, and it really was so good for me to understand everything. Yeah. And that I wasn't an idiot yeah. for being in this, and I wasn't stupid, and that people have actually stayed a lot longer in these relationships. It's like than reclaiming I did. And your experiences. Yeah. And so being like, I did. I educated so. myself. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. Just know for me, I don't know, you might not be like this, but for me, I need to know. The, yeah. I need to know the why behind things. Yeah. I really need to know the why. So that was really good. Yeah. And just music, listening to songs and just crying. Oh Self help like, podcasts. Yeah. Being open and vulnerable with people as well is yeah. really useful because you never know. Like, I think some of the best questions or the best conversations you have are with people like who've had experienced it as well. Yes. It makes you feel so, so much better. One of my friends, I made this friend during this time, mm. so the first semester when I was just broken up with him mm. and I made this friend I think this was you know how people you say you meet people at the right times mm. kind of thing and people come into your life for different reasons so true with this friend I haven't talked in a while now but she had narcissistic parents yeah so she knew and she'd had similar relationships but she obviously had been in this pattern from a very young age which is yeah. very very hard when you have oh. parents like that and yeah. she was so good because I talked to her about everything I was experiencing yeah. everything I had experienced about getting out of it and she just knew exactly but it's hard to talk to friends obviously friends are good but it's so yeah. hard when they don't understand. They don't have the same experience. It's so hard to know the same experience because you're saying all this and I'm like, yo, it's fucked. Yeah. But when this person knew exactly. Yeah. Obviously she had parents, like and she had she cut off contact with her parents, like at Aww. this point and still does. So she it's Aww, very sad. She just lives with her grandparents and she doesn't talk to her parents. Mm. Uh, but so she knows exactly yeah. that you do have to cut off contact. She knew how hard it is though to cut off contact. She even said, I still wish like I still do unblock my parents sometimes and see if they want to catch up and I never get what I want and I yeah. never and I just have to yeah. Yeah, and she said she's been through she's a bit older than me, she was a couple of years older than me as well. Yeah, so she was time. like at your age. Yep. All the relationships as well. My relationships were repeating the patterns with my parents. Yeah. I had narcissist relationships, I had shit relationships, and she was kind of 
in her healing stage later yeah. on. So she was the person I wanted to be. Kind yeah. of what I would say I'm more like now. Yeah. She was who I wanted to be and where I wanted to be yeah. in my life after this. So it was very good having someone like yeah. that. And it's very good having people that Shared understand. Experiences. Shared experiences. And yeah. I met another friend semester two that year as well. Same thing. Like S- Very yeah. similar stories. I knew oh. exactly. And I was like, wow. Like, so... You do meet like these people I needed to meet that year because yeah. they're the ones, even though all my other friends are lovely, none of them had experienced that. Yeah. So I met like new friends who had. Yeah. Which is just so, so yeah, amazing. So, so should we talk about the healing process? Yeah. So so we've been... We, this has been yeah. a roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> You've been through this just, like, awful experience. Yeah. And now you're at the other end. Like, where do you go from there? How do yeah. you heal? So, How do you make sure it doesn't happen again? Yeah. So that's a big thing. Because mm. you, obviously, so we just kind of talked about ways to get over it. Yeah. And ways to kind of bring your emotions back and all of that. Yeah. But yeah, major fear was how the fuck do I date ever again? Yeah. Oh my god. It was and I didn't for like quite a while. Yeah. Yeah, Obviously. Um, but I like I kind of dipped my toes in it. I remember initially after like six months. After Mm. six months I did start going back on dates or something like dipping my toes into it. Yeah. Um and and then I had another really bad experience yeah. straight away almost. Oh. But it was like it was the same it was honestly the same personality type as my ex but because I recognized it so early. Yeah. It was three weeks and not a year. Yeah, good. <laughs> so I realized that I did start recognizing these things very quickly. Yeah. But I was still scared and I was very hypervigilant, which was good in these situations because I was yeah. initially still going for the same yeah. people. Yeah. I was initially still drawn to these people. This guy had lied to me completely during this time and said he was also on exchange. Yeah. And so I was ah. just, yeah. Ah, yeah. And he said, no. <laughs> he said he was here until the end of the year. It turns out that he was leaving in two weeks and he just wanted to have a good fuck, but lied to me and kicked me out and... Like, a lot of the same stuff, but in a very yeah. short period. But I called it out very early. I, yeah. like, recognised the signs. And so I wasn't as shocked, I guess, when he did it. And I was kind of like, goodbye. Yeah. And he sent me this whole big paragraph when he got him back to LA. Yeah. And literally said, oh, I didn't tell you because the cost versus benefit of me doing that. And not, yeah, like, the benefit was better of me lying. Rude. Anyway, but when he sent me this whole paragraph, usually if my ex had done that, I would have responded and fought back, and I just honestly, I blocked him. <laughs> you were just like, okay. I read that and was like, that blocked by, yeah. like, honestly. I'm not doing this again. And I'm not doing that again. So, it's about that yeah. learning. I think also when you made that list of red flags, have yeah. that in the back of your mind. Have your deal breakers and your non negotiables yes. that you, because I think that's a big that's thing. That's really important. When you let someone break your non-negotiables, you're settling for a I still outcome. have a list in my phone now. Like, I've, yeah. I've not list of red flags. I have a list of things for me that I mm. and either just not healthy for me personally or red yeah. flags, like, yeah. in general. Make that list. Make the list. It's important. Make the yeah. list. Of what you will and won't yeah. accept. But I will, yeah. So that's, you know, good recognising as well. Yeah. But what I, what, you know, is still a little bit hard and as I yeah. said at the start like it is that fear yeah. it's not easy to let go of because yeah. even though I now have in a healthy relationship and everything you know tiny things yeah. will you can misread and you yeah. can overanalyze and you real like and because before I let go of so many things mm. and I ignored so many things mm. now it's like well what if you know I yeah. ignored so much I have to pay attention to every yeah. single little thing make sure there are no red flags yeah. even the tiniest thing I must address I'm yeah. like, you know some so ways scared. good but it yeah. is like it's hard and honestly it's still yeah I can't I don't really have yeah. much advice for other than communicate yeah. if you do start dating again and you do find yourself uh get like a good person yeah obviously if you recognize signs with trash people get rid of them yeah but if you do find a good person have those healthy boundaries up to keep those other yeah. people out yeah you know? have the healthy boundaries up to keep them out yeah learn boundaries yeah really but i think it's like learning boundaries is like they're going to be different for everyone yeah but it's the thing of like what will i not accept yes and well, i that's and why i, I said what that are promise yeah deal breakers because there's some things that some people that i have just because of me and my experiences that i will not tolerate there were other people like i don't care if my partner does that. i don't really yeah. you know have your kind of things and definitely communicate them yeah and communicate when like your partner makes you upset if you do start dating someone who is like generally nice but they have said something that just to you is upsetting yeah communicate that and it's really important then it's also a great chance to reaffirm that you are with someone good because it's not necessarily about what people do sometimes obviously to extremes yes but if they do a little fuck up or something if you call it out 
and they're like, I'm so sorry, and they apologize, and they don't do it again, yeah. great, that's when you know. It's when you call someone out, and you think they're nice, but you call them out on something. Yeah. That, as I said with the bitch thing, that that yeah. guy was a seemingly nice guy, but I called him out and said, I don't want to be called a bitch, and yeah. to me it's offensive. Yeah. And he got defensive and said I was hostile. Ugh. That's when you know someone's not right for you. Whether they're yeah. toxic or not, beside yeah. the point here, that's when you know someone's not right yeah. for you. And it's important to know that too. It's and important to know what's not right. To see if they take accountability. And to see if they take accountability. Because now, yeah, I've had like little things and I'll be like, you know, yeah. I don't like that. And he'll be like, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. You know, and I didn't realise and I understand like how yeah. that affected you, blah, blah, blah. But I think also it's just about realising that, yes, this was an experience from a while ago, but it's going to stick with oh, you. One thing that is... I'm sure people have heard before, but I read and kind of really stuck with me is that healing isn't linear. Yes. Yeah. And that really, because honestly, I did have like moments, even like a year on, a couple years on, and I would kind of feel like I reverted back. There'd be there would be days where I just kind of had a breakdown about it, and all of it yeah. kind of came flooding back out of nowhere. Yeah. And I'd be like, "What the fuck? Like, I'm like, over this over by this. now. Yeah. Like, come on." And it's important to remember that healing, you don't just get better and it's not just a straight line mm. up. You don't just keep moving up, up and up. It's not linear. No. Healing is really messy. Yeah, And you can really go is. up and up and up for months. Yeah. And then you can feel like you've gone crashing down and all the emotions will feel fresh again. Yeah. And that's so important. It was so important for me because mm. even now, you know, I do get the feelings back sometimes and I yeah. will be like, fuck, three years, oh, fuck me. Like, not but again. time heals all wounds. But, yeah, you know, really time honestly honestly does to an extent, but it's also, yeah, yeah. it's not linear. Just take it a day at a time. Yeah. Just be like, this is, this is where I'm at today. Yeah, It exactly. will be different tomorrow. Yeah, you need to remember. And I'll yeah. just push through that. Anyhow... Thanks for sticking with us while we yeah. <laughs> talk through this. And thanks to Claudia for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was. I hope that if you've listened this far, you, you've you learnt something. I'm sure you have. We've given you a lot to, yeah. to think about. Um, maybe we should finish. What's one piece of advice you wish you knew that you would give yourself? Oh, like... Like before the experience? Yeah, if you were talking to your younger self... If you were talking yeah. to Claudia when she was in it, what was one thing you would say to her? What's one thing you would say that you think you really needed to hear? Honestly, I wouldn't have listened. Yeah. And, like, there is not just going to be a piece of advice. Yeah. And this is, like, I would love to say, like, oh, you deserve better or, like, listen yeah. to your boundaries. Honestly, I knew what I was like then. I had friends telling me. Yeah. I needed this is gonna sound fucked because I didn't need this experience but I wouldn't have listened I was so in a state sometimes you you need to want to help yourself that's you need to want people to help themselves and you need to sometimes experience that to know that you deserve better I think I would say I'd be like just think about where you're going to be in three three years time if you act now yeah I don't honestly, the best advice was what my psychologist gave me. Yeah, that was That's amazing. the best advice. So if I could have said it, I would have said yeah. that. I would have said, yeah. this is, if I had known about the signs and stuff, which yeah. I just didn't. So, mm. but like, I would have just said, this is your life or you yeah. leave. You've got two options. You've got yeah. two options, but yeah. That's it. There's, that's the, there's nothing else in between. Yeah. Well, thank you again. And um, hopefully hope you enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, hopefully you listen to both parts. If you've listened to this part first, go back and listen to the first part where we talk about um, Cardi's experience, a little bit of mine as well about um, yeah, like what it's like going through it and what it feels like and the experiences that we had. Maybe if you're in a toxic relationship or an abusive relationship at the moment, it, it can be comforting to hear that it's not something that's just you. It's not just you. Like, no. it's not because of who you are. It's These not. people are everywhere. And um, I think in your thesis, it's like one of the main reasons, like the one of the main things that prevents it is, 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 recognition. is recognition. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, yeah, we didn't, I haven't talked about my thesis a heap. Um, yeah. Send any questions. Yeah, <laughs> email honestly. If you do want to talk about my thesis more. Yeah. Um, but basically, one of the things I did found about why people get into these relationships yeah. is recognising the behaviour yeah. is indicative of a stable personality trait. Yes. Because okay. um, if you're attracted to these people, that's fine. You can be, you know, yeah. you can be attracted. Yeah. You can't ha- help attraction. They're obviously quite attractive. Yeah. A lot of narcissists, as I said. Yeah. It's recognising that the behaviour they portray is bad, pretty yeah. much. So realise, okay, I'm attracted to this person. Is their behaviour good, though? Is yeah. it good for me? No. Yeah. If you recognise that, say no 
you are so much less likely to continue with yeah. it. If you kind of recognize the pattern, that's... This is... We're talking about really initial, by yeah. the way. We're talking about very initial. If you're already in it, as we said, all the chemicals and stuff... Yeah, it's hard. ...will take over. It's very hard. Yeah. But one of the main things... And I said, don't run with this research. <laughs> this was my honest thesis. has not yeah. been replicated, but this is what I found. Yeah. Quite significantly. It's is being out of recognizing it. So if you have any more questions, the thesis is amazing. Honestly essential reading <laughs> so send them through and i'll send them to claudia um if you like this episode subscribe leave a review follow the instagram whatever yeah. you want to do um just thanks for all the support and thanks for listening if you've made it this far and we'll see you next week